Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. I think one of the most endearing aspects of baseball and one of, you know, something that I think so many people talk about when you talk about baseball is it's a very generational sport. It is a sport more so than any other that is passed down. Is that as a fan, as a player? Uh, what, what do you mean exactly? Every kid, so many kids, I can't say every kid, but so many kids have a memory of going back outside, even if their dad isn't a baseball guy, going out in the backyard and having a catch. The catch, dad. yeah, 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 the and famous. That's like a thing that everybody, like so many people do. And I think that because of that, and, and for so many, you, when you follow a baseball team, you follow the team your dad loves so often, you know, that's very true. Although I'm not, not always, but not I think always, most of the time, I think most people would follow the team that their dad does. So many fans are talking, you talk about them, the players that you watched when you were young in comparison to the players that I watched when I was young. It's so much a sport. And because there's such a history aspect to it and it's so well transcribed and noted down, it's so easy to teach everybody the history of the game. So it becomes a game that is, as I said, very passed down from generation to generation. And I mean, that even goes as far as baseball skill when you think about it, because there's a lot of fathers and sons that have played baseball together. Right. And, and, and in terms of it being like more than other sports, you think, you know, and again, there's more, probably more players because baseball has been around longer or whatnot. So you have this generational aspect, as you say. Well, I mean, how many father and son combos do you think have played in the major leagues? Oh, has to be a couple hundred. Over 250. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, now, granted, you've got a ton of years and a ton of guys that have played baseball. But still, 250 is a lot. And this being our our Father's Day episode, so we're recording this on Father's Day weekend. I guess we could have dropped it the week before Father's Day, but we're going to drop it right after Father's Day. Big deal. That doesn't really matter. And um, in looking, doing the research for this, you know, looking at fathers and sons, um, it surprised me that the fathers most of the time far out. pace their sons in terms of their baseball prowess and their and their careers uh there's a few times where the son outdid his father but for the most part so it made me think about well i mean something that supports that is so the the father the guy that has the lowest era for any father-son combination is a guy named ed walsh with the lowest career ed walsh was a hall of fame pitcher 1.882 unfortunately his son (laughs) has a rather the unfortunate distinction of being the son with the highest era of any son that's played baseball at 5.92 and that's you know 5.57 so you know it it, like like we before the podcast talked about it's great if you're barry bonds and so the number one father and son combination is pretty universally uh said to be barry bonds and and his dad, Bobby Bonds, uh, a case we've made the case at times that Bobby Bonds is almost all of famer, right? He's yeah. right there. Uh, and between the two of them, uh, you know, they have more home runs than, than, than by, by a far margin. I think right. they have yeah, right, that's because Bobby runs. has 762. Ooh, they have 1,094. Yeah. They have 1,094. Right. right, but that's very much helped by uh, Barry. Barry has his 762. and uh, Bobby has 330. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think Bobby was the first guy to have 300 steals and 300 homers. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, now, there's only one father-son combo that's hit 50 home runs in a season, both of them. In, in one father son that has hit the fifty home runs in a season, did Prince Fielder hit fifty home runs? You are correct. Okay. It is Prince and Cecil. But but Cecil Fielder and Prince even better than that. This is great. So they their entire careers, okay, they each hit three hundred nineteen home runs. <laughs> exact 
same number. And so that there, and and I would say that Prince was the better ball player bet- between the two of them. Neither one of them could feel very well. No. <laughs> and neither neither one of them was a uh, you know great base runner because they're you know they're big guys. But you know hitters, yeah. And and I think Prince was a pretty good you know average hitter. So I, th- I think if you're the kid growing up, right? You're and we were talking about this. You know you know when you're six. And you're in the dugout with all the major leaguers. You go to spring training and you meet all the players. You probably want to be nothing else but a baseball player because that's just like the most amazing thing. This is what your dad does. This is what right, I want exactly. to do. Right, exactly. You grow up in the, 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 the in and around the dugout when you're when you're a kid. You you grow up. You learn what it's like to be a part of that. I couldn't see how you wouldn't. I mean, if you're Ken Griffey Jr., how are you not? Right, you were in the you were in there when the. Big Red Machine was going on, like so. You're getting the the whole championship. You've got one of the greatest teams of all time. I want to be a baseball player more than anything. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to be the thing that really keeps you going and keeps you. Focused. I think they're the only guys to play together, right? The Griffies, because they you know they played on the same team, and, and I think they both homered in like one game, right? You I- know, th- I think so. There might be somebody else that's floating around, but those are the only two that I could think. And then you think, you know, I don't know if there's too many Hall of Fame pairs. Pairs. Where both the father and the son are in the Hall of Fame. I don't think that has happened at all. I think we've got one guy playing right now that might be the first one to break it. Because his dad's already in. Vlad Jr. Vlad Jr. I think Vlad Jr. A long way for Vlad Jr. to go. I think in terms of being on the right track, the guy is playing at a level where he could get a Hall of Fame nod one day. And the fact that his father's – because the first thing is, first, the dad has to make the Hall of Fame. Right. That's the hard part is that the dad has to make it. He can't go back and make it up later on. Right. If Fernando (laughs) Tatis Jr. becomes a Hall of Famer, it doesn't matter. Fernando Tatis is never going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, MLB uh, did a, a whole background on the greatest father-son duos, and, and so we mentioned Barry Bonds and, and his dad Bobby, um, the Griffies, obviously, yeah. um, and the Alus always come to mind, right? And I told you the whole thing about the Alus, the three brothers playing the outfield for the Giants at one time back in the '60s, which to me still is amazing. And they also became one of the only man, uh, only ones to be also managers as well. In addition, joining the Boons and the Bells when Luis Rojas. Right, because he's the son-in-law, or the, right. or the son. He's he's Felipe's son. Right, he's Felipe's son. You're right, and so, but people forget more recently that Moises almost had the best career of them all. I think Felipe outdid him by a couple of B-war points, uh, but Moises was a hell of a ball player, um, and none of them are Hall of Famers, no. by the way. None of the elusive. We've had a bunch of managers. So you've had the Bells. You had Buddy Bell and David Bell both manage. You have the Boons with Bob and Aaron. You have the Max with Connie and Earl. So, so go back to the Boons for a second. It's not just Bob and Aaron. So obviously, Brett is Aaron's brother. Right. Their grandfather, Ray Boone. Who did he manage? He didn't manage. He, he didn't so manage. For all, three generations. Three generations. That's pretty two, cool. It is, you know. You also had the Sisslers with George and Dick Sissler also managed. And the Skinners, Bob and Joel Skinner. And, and Mel Stottlemyre Jr. is a pitching coach, and his dad was a pitching coach, uh, but Mel was a very good pitcher, and surprised me how good a pitcher his son Todd was, uh, Mel Jr.'s brother, mm-hmm. uh, and they, so they have real Major League pedigree um, in, in that family. Jose Cruz and Jose Cruz Jr., um, I was like, Cruz. Jose Cruz Jr. never really developed in the player we hope no, he no, develop into. Um, 
Sandy Alomar Sr., you probably don't know much about, although you knew that the Alomars were a baseball family because his brother, uh, uh, excuse me, his son, Sandy Alomar Jr., was a good catcher and, for I mean, the Cleveland. Sandy Alomar Sr. Cleveland. made an all-star team, right. but I think both of his sons would be considered better players. I think you're right. And Roberto's obviously He's a Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. So that, you know, there, there's, there's that. Um, and Dizzy and Steve Trout, I didn't know that Steve Trout was uh, Dizzy Trout's son. So uh, I, I, No relation to Mike. No, no relation. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Flash Gordon and his son D. Right. Um, Again, people don't know that about that. That and then there's also Nick Gordon, who just came up recently playing last in 2021 for the Twins. Right. That's so. They, they, he's he's got you know, a bunch of you know uh, kids that are playing Major League Baseball, right? Or at least two of them. Yes. Um. And and so. I think the kids have this pressure on them, right, once they start playing. I remember Pete Rose Jr., right, when he was coming up. And, you know, his dad, you know, would say what you want about him, but he was the guy with the most hits. And so there's naturally that kind of, is this a chip off the old block? Is he going to hit like his old man? And Pete Rose Jr. could never do it. The pressure of having to be the the best singles hitter of all time was too much. I, I think it's you're you're in a really good situation when your dad was just kind of an average player because then you were exposed to it, but you're not going to have nearly the same level of expectations. Like it's got to be it's got to be really hard being Bronny. LeBron's right. kid coming up. He's going to USC to play basketball next season. And to be that kid with the weight of the expectations that are on you, when it's really not fair at all, that's like that's what's impressive about Vlad Guerrero Jr. is he's got a lot of expectations on him. And you've got he's got two guys on his team. And I think it's interesting that you have three sons on that team. And I, I wonder if that helps them at all. And that you've got Dante Bichette, Kevin Biggio, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. all in the Blue Jays together. And that those three guys probably Probably understand Bobichet. 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 Right. right. Yeah, and is having a heck of a year now. Dante was not close to being a Hall of Famer, but had a crazy, he a, stupid he was year. A in, he had a crazy, stupid that one year in Colorado that he had where he hit like three fifty and you know, mm. did everything. And, and Craig was a Hall of Famer, obviously. And Kevin's not. Really yeah, he ever, hasn't had hasn't had a good season this year. It out yet. Um, a couple of guys that uh, we've talked about in the past that uh, have that uh, fathers that played uh, the word the son is better. So I came with Bobby Crosby uh, and his dad, Ed Crosby. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't have to look up Ed Crosby. I think they just was like, okay, so Bobby like Crosby a was a pretty character. good player. Not anything of Bing Crosby. Um, and then um, Michael Brantley, I didn't know that his dad, uh, Mickey Brantley, was a major league ball player. I didn't player. know that either. But Michael is the Def- far better player, Generally, obviously. if we know one player and we've never even heard of the other guy, that kind of tells you something. I got one for you, and you watched him play. His dad was a major league relief pitcher for the Yankees and the Oakland A's, I think, as well. Uh, his dad is Ron Davis, Ike Davis. Really, Ike Davis's dad. I don't know. Ike Davis dad. Ron Davis dad. wore glasses when a guy when guys didn't wear glasses. We've already <laughs> mentioned him on this podcast, but Fernando Tatis Jr. is already a much much better player than his dad. Yeah, was. But his dad had the four home runs in one game. No, no, no. Th- it was the two grand slams. Oh, oh, two in grand the slams in one inning. You're right. You're right. He didn't have the. F- he might have had a game. I think, he had, had, I think he had four home runs too. He might have had it, but 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 his his. Big thing is the two 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 grand slams in an inning, and for Tatis Junior is having an unbelievable season. Yeah, yeah, he's well, he's he's only played what you know forty games or so at and this he's point. Been, he's got fourteen or fifteen homers already as, right. as we're going into MVP numbers in that time. So guys that are playing right now in the major leagues whose dad played, I took a look uh, and I came up with how many do we have? Um, I think about t- not quite twenty. 
it's pretty impressive that at, at one time there's 20 guys. These right are now. active players, right? And, and and for the most part, most of them play, from what I understand. You don't right. have a lot all, of guys. All I looked up was that the guy playing inning this year, right? But most <laughs> so, of these guys are players. There's not a lot of these guys that are kind of just like on. You don't have like nepo guys as much anymore. Where back in the day, I think you were occasionally more likely to get like a son onto a team just because he was the son. Well, I, I think guys like Dale Barra, who was a, a marginal uh, major league player, got a lot of chances. And he had, if there's a new, new documentary out about Yogi Bear made by his granddaughter, Lindsay, which is in and over till it's over. And they basically have a whole thing about Yogi telling Dale when he had this whole drug problem back in there that we're going to disown you. Your mother's not going to talk to you. Your family's going to, you know, like, whoa, you know, hard stuff. Dale dropped it like it hasn't hasn't taken anything in 37 years. So his dad got through to him. But I just think that's such an interesting story of a father and a son who wanted so much to be Yogi you know, Berra and be like Yogi. And he, I, yeah, he I just realized there's another father-son combo we haven't talked about that's playing this year, and that's Roger and Cody Clemens. Right, right. He's one of my guys on my right, list. We got Alan Jack Leiter. And no matter what Cody Clemens could ever do, no matter what. That's got to be rough. Yeah, like, yeah. It's one thing when you're like, – like, it's why it's to me Vlad Jr. is so impressive because you're following. Right, you got a chance. That's right. you've got a chance. You got a chance, Kevin. Like that's got the pre- like. You know, if you're Dante, but if you're Bo Bichette, you know your dad was good. But if anything, time as time has gone on, people have more and more denigrated your father as a father. yeah, yeah. They're not a big fan of him. They go, look at him, he's terrible. He's got like an awful career war. It's like Dante barely Bichette? positive yes, despite yes, being a yes. career 300 hitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so if you're Bo, you have a chance to be a much greater player than him overall. If you're Kevin or you're Vlad Jr. Your best hope is to be an equal player to your father because he's already reached the pinnacle. <laughs> so did you know, uh, here's, here's my list, uh, Pudge Rodriguez's son, Derek, came up in 2018, is still in the major leagues. I, I don't know what's more surprising, <laughs> that Pudge has got a son or his son's name is Derek. Derek, right. That doesn't seem like wait, wait. Right. I would not never guess Derek. Go from Ivan to, 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 to Derek. Derek. <laughs> okay, so we, the Tatises, the Guerreros, um, Cal Contr- Quantrill's dad, Paul. You oh, might have heard of Paul yeah, Quantrill. Quantrill. Was, was a good pitcher. Uh, we mentioned the Biggios, the Bichettes. Brian Harvey, the relief pitcher for the Angels. Probably just a bit before your no relation to Matt. No relation to Matt. Hunter Harvey is in the major leagues right now. Uh, Fernando Hernandez, I did not know him. His son, Jonathan Hernandez, I do know who's playing right now. Oh, so, yeah. so, you know, sometimes you know the kid and you're like, oh, his dad played Major League Baseball. And, that's, <laughs> right. and, and that's, a, that's very common, especially because you have a lot of names like Hernandez and Rodriguez where you're not just going to immediately <laughs> assume. Oh, that's, you know, that's Keith's <laughs> kid. Keith's kid. No, it's not. <laughs> not even his grandchild. Um, Gary Varsho, I remember him as a pro. His son, Dalton Varsho, is a, is a fine ball player. But uh, I think Dalton is already might have supplanted right. Gary or We're we're going to assume every Johnson is a, you know, the son. You know, there's a lot of Johnsons, you know, just because we're not Randy's kid. Uh, Luis Garcia of the Astros. His dad is Luis Garcia. So that's just I, confusing. <laughs> well, he's making a junior. I guess he's a junior. Um, Charlie Hayes. Um, have you ever heard of Cabrian Hayes? Oh, okay. Uh, so Charlie Hayes. What do you know? Charlie Hayes played for the Yankee team that won the World Series uh, first in 1990. And those Yankees in 96. I think it was the only year he played there. Okay. He caught the final out at third base. That's just all I remember. I about. That was boring. Um, no, Brocious. Scott Brocious. No, I think it was Charlie Hayes who caught the last out of that World Series. Interesting. In 96. 96. So. Because um, in 95, they, they lost. They lost to the, the Braves. No, the Braves beat the. Indians. They, they're then Indians, now Guardians. Now Guardians. 
Uh, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Phil Nevin's son, Tyler Nevin. So Phil Nevin is managing, obviously, right? Now doing a pretty Nevin, darn good Nevin job. Nevin was a pretty good... Nevin, I remember him as a college ball player. I even remember, he, I think he went to Northridge. Why I remember he went to Cal State Northridge. a very Northridge. specific role. Yeah, yeah. But he was like a really I, good I college he, ball I player. I forget a couple pretty good seasons. Never was. He came out as a terror and from college, like he was going to dominate at the major league level. And he was never quite that. Right, right. Larry Sheets played in the 80s. Uh, I barely remember the guy's name. Gavin Sheets, obviously, of the White Not Sox. Ben Not Ben Sheets. Right, right. Not Short Sheets. Um, Bobby Witt and Bobby Witt Jr., obviously. Bobby Witt was a fine major league pitcher. Fastball, you know, once uh, have a couple right. good years with Oakland. And Bobby Wood Jr. is kind of the guy for that role. Oh, they team. sure hope so. They really yeah. hope he's their next superstar. And in fact, we did our uh, our next episode is going to be the KC deep dive, and we're kind of lay, laying a lot on Bobby Wood Jr. because I think the Royals have as well, going, this is our future. Um, Geronimo Pena and his son Jeremy Pena, who came up last year with the uh, Houston Astros and had an amazing year, making people forget about Carlos Correa, which is unbelievable. Um, Mike Capel and Connor, well, I know Connor Capel. Is pitching right now. Um, Mike Capel, I, you know, okay. Their so his, his, dad, his dad played, that's Capella. Um, he's the <laughs> basketball player, right? Not Acapella. Um, Mark Guthrie was a fine left handed relief pitcher. Mark Guthrie, yep. yeah. Dalton Guthrie, uh, obviously, in, uh, pitching now in the major leagues. Uh, Brian Terang, most recently, and Bryce Terang. Okay, Bryce Terang is a uh, first year. He just came up this year. He's gotten to like two games. I know there's no the name, but I didn't know that his dad played. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Lance McCullers, who just is out for the season now. Mm. Yep. Uh, so I think he's his dad played baseball. His dad was a good ball player. Oh, his I didn't dad, know that. He was a good pitcher for these. Both pitchers injured. A big curveball too, like his son. I don't remember that. I have to say. Um, did you know that Edwin Escobar's dad played? Major League Baseball. Really? Jose Escobar. I didn't either. <laughs> so, Eduardo? Or? No, his dad, uh, Jose. Oh, no, no, uh, Eduardo. I do the Edwin Escobar. I'm sorry. Uh, Edwin Escobar. Okay, Edwin. So not, not Eduardo. Eduardo. You're, okay. right, you're right, right. I was thinking our Eduardo Escobar no, no. on the Mets. Uh, excuse me, Jock Peterson's dad, Stu huh. Peterson. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. And Mark Leiter Jr., and he, his dad, Mark Leiter, Al Leiter's brother, Mark Leiter Sr., was a Major League pitcher as well. So Jack is Jack is Al's son. Al's son, and and, then, and doesn't get on this list because Jack hasn't thrown a pitch in the major leagues he yet. In the major leagues yet, right? right. He, they've been holding him down because they don't want to bring him up yet. But his brother's kid is in the major leagues, right? Right, and which which is doing probably, very well. He's like, I think he's like the closer for the Cubs, which is probably confusing people, right? Greatly, right, right, because people don't remember Mark Leiter senior, no, and they're just going to assume, and they also know Al Leiter has a kid that's a heralded prospect. Right, right, right. He's the guy who's supposed to be, you know, the the number one draft choice. He's the number one draft choice. He's supposed to be the guy in the Ranger organization, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, he really impressed me this year because they just had this, um, the Hall of Fame inductions at City Field for some uh, uh, Met players, including Al Leiter. Um, he was there. And Jack Leiter came in from the minor leagues and flew in to be there to see his dad do that. And that kind of stuff really, I really love to have the Leiters get on uh, the podcast if, if I ever could because I really want to ask guys like that. How do you do? You guys ever watch baseball together? Number one, when you're not at the park, so they're they're at a family gathering, right? It's summertime. Somehow they, the All Star break happens, right? And then so they're all they all get together. You know, do they talk about baseball? Do they yeah, watch baseball? Season if you're together in the World Series, right. is Going on, do you watch it? If if obviously Jack's not in it. 
Right, right. What are they? Do they? You know, so or are they just so tired of baseball that they want to get it out of the family conversations? Watch it recreationally. Your mom's going to scream. She hears another thing about baseball. Fun, but for God's sake, stop already. So uh, I, I think that could happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the the most interesting thing was that the sons rarely achieve what their fathers did, and when you think about it, like you said, it makes sense because. It's really hard. You have all this added pressure on you because your dad wasn't merely a good ball player; um, he was maybe a Hall of Fame ball player. And and so you just you know, like how do you how do you make that happen? How do you how do you overcome that kind of gap in a sense? You know, but not necessarily gap, but just that pre- level of pressure you're going to naturally put on yourself because it's really not going to be coming from other people that much. Just once you know you're above a certain level, people aren't going to go, "Oh, well, it's Pete Rose's kid. We we're really expecting it." It's going to be an internal thing where you're just going to feel it because you want to live up to what your dad and you're going to want to surpass what he did. And so often it doesn't happen, right? So we, we're not talking about all the guys who are sons of major league ball players. I, I remember I mentioned Lee Mazzilli. Remember when the, the old Mets, the you know the 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 heartthrob Lee Mazzilli. Well, Lee Mazzilli Jr. You know was trying to be a pro. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't make it at the major league level. And, and as much as he wanted to, and he played for a long Didn't time. Mookie Wilson's kid. Preston Wilson did play in the right. major league. I think he might have been his stepson uh, or something. Was, yeah. I, I don't know if he was, uh, uh, you know. And it was, his, Preston Wilson was his, a pretty son. heralded prospect, but he never developed into That's because he was with the Mets. And, right. and then he ended up going to the Marlins being pretty good, actually. Uh, For like after, one season. After he left the Mets. So one guy who's managed to avoid the pressure uh, of this is because he switched sports. Um, so he said, you know what? Baseball's too hard. I'm going to go to the easier sport. I'm going to play football. My dad's a major league player. I'm not, I'm going to, my name's Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go play football. <laughs> because Pat Mahomes was a, was a good major league pitcher, uh, pitched for the Mets as well uh, late in his career. Um, Patrick Mahomes, who also played baseball for a long time. Who was talked about who could have been a baseball I think, pro- Like, like pro- Kyler Murray, you know, could one right, of those guys right, who could have played either. He's a, he made the right choice. He made the right choice. He's the best quarterback <laughs> in football. So, but one way of avoiding the pressure of being a major leaguer. Right, and, and then Patrick Mahomes' kid is going to have the problem if he wants to play football, where it's like, oh, congratulations, you're following your father, who might be one of the best to ever play the position. And what do you think it was like for Pat Mahomes when his son comes up to him and says, one day, Dad, um, I don't want to play baseball. I want to play football. I want to play football. Oh, but you're going to get your head beat in. And, you know, I, I would, you play baseball. It's much easier on your body. Maybe not. <laughs> I want to play football. Maybe not. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the pressure for these guys sometimes causes them to choose another sport even, you know, to say. And that and that's happened before, right, where, you know, the guy ends up, you know, going to something else. Uh, I remember in, in, in tennis, Yannick Noah's son, Joaquin Noah, became a basketball player. And like, why didn't he become a tennis player? Because he's one. seven feet tall. That's Until why. Until he showed up and played for the Knicks. Then he got to yeah, step yeah. back. So, um, you know, Father's Day, uh, we think about the guys that are playing. We think about about the you know, the brothers, we did a whole episode on brothers. Um, but I think the most amazing family, like I said before, is the Boone family to have three generations. And I think that might be. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be wrong about this, right? The, the only three generation baseball family where all of them played at the major league level. I can't think of another one. The Harristons. Oh, you're right. Right, right. I, Scott, we, you're right. Jerry and their grands, and now his grandson Jerry Jr. Right, and, and but there wasn't anybody older than Jerry. Jerry Harrison Sr. was the the, the patriarch. Right. right, and then there was Scott. You're right. And I then did there see was that. Jerry Harrison Jr., who's Scott's son. There, there was three generations there. 
Very good. Very good. So, uh, yeah. And, and we could take about who's better things and all that. I don't really want to get into, you know, that aspect. We just, you know, you could, all you would do is look at it as, you know, what, who had the better war. And, and then we get into a whole stupid discussion on, on B war and F war and stuff. Right. And I think that's ultimately unimportant when it kind of comes to this discussion. Cause I think what makes it so cool when you have all of these guys is that in a way it was, you know, they passed the game down to all of their kids and whether or not they were successful, I think to all of those fathers probably didn't matter because for them, the career win was the moment the kid stepped on the field and played that game. How great is it for the dad, right, too, to be there? And so Cody Ballinger's dad, Clay Ballinger, played was a pitcher uh, in the major league. And just to watch his son win the rookie of the year that first year that he came up, right? And go to the World Series and all that stuff. That feeling, uh, you know. Wait, especially if, because it's one thing if you, I can imagine it's one thing if you're a parent, but if you were a parent that also played in the major leagues and you can truly appreciate just how difficult whatever it is they're doing is like, you know, Vlad made the hall of fame, but I imagine for Vlad senior watching Vlad junior make the hall of fame would be almost a more impactful moment for him than when he made it himself. Uh, I'm, well, certainly now that your playing days are over, you know, right. you can look back on it going that that really gives you the gratification because you're not going to play it anymore. So hopefully you won't live too vicariously through your kid. Uh, like all the people when I when I was running the Little League and all that stuff, you'd be in the meetings and, you know, like my son is a really good player. He's got to be on the best team with the best coach. Of the best He's seven. He's seven years he old. He sometimes picks like, the like, grass but, in but the outfield. every parent out there at that level thinks, I got another, you know, uh, got, Mike Trout here. I got the next superstar. Yeah, which, you know, that, that puts way too much pressure on the kids. And a lot of times those kids don't even like baseball. <laughs> so, uh, well... Usually, it's the loudest ones that don't that that have the kid that don't like baseball. Oh, I could tell you about some of those meetings about you know getting people getting angry because their kid wasn't getting playing time when he was nine. <laughs> it's like we they have all the recommended level of play time. Everybody gets in the game. <laughs> so um, I think you know the the kids have it harder when their dad is uh, a really good major league player than if he's just an average major league player. Oh yeah, and and I think. Just to end this episode, it's the day before Father's Day, and I think I'm going to say what all of those kids would kind of say to their dad, because the only reason I love baseball as much as I do is because you... I made you. I made you. <laughs> you turned me into this. I made you. You feel so bad. No, but th- so thank you for giving me the gift of baseball. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, and uh, I love it, and I love that you love it, too. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at AlmostCoop.